You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, each week we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper, and let's get started. This week in our Business Builders segment, Michael and I will be talking about the options available for delivering e-courses. We'll cover the pros and cons of each option and tell you how to decide which one is right for you and your business. That's up a bit later in our Business Builder, so stay tuned. First up, we're gonna focus on one of the secrets discussed in our upcoming book, Turn Knowledge to Profit, The Six Secrets of Successful Speakers, Coaches, and Authors. On today's show, Michael and I will be talking about how vision attracts opportunity. As entrepreneurs, we are presented with opportunities all the time. So how do you know which ones to go after and which ones to ignore? That's where having a clear vision can be invaluable. Knowing where you want to go will keep you focused and enable you to leverage the opportunities you're given. I'm excited about exploring this topic with you in more detail. So let's get started. Well, this is an an exciting topic. I I really enjoy talking about vision and opportunity. Um, Just to give it a little bit of context, you know, we're finishing up our book uh, to, to turn knowledge to profit, the six secrets of successful speakers, coaches and authors. And we're looking at a launch date in May, so that'll be in the market pretty soon. That's really exciting. It's been a long project and it's great to have it almost done now. So really the purpose of that book was to take what we learned from the more than 100 entrepreneurs that we've interviewed for this podcast and really condense it down into some some secrets or some strategies, if you will, that anyone can apply. If you're familiar with Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, uh, what his premise was, was to um, interview folks that were affluent in his time and see what they did. The idea being that if you wanted to be rich, then you needed to know what rich people did and then just do that. And so we're to do the same type of thing which with Turn Knowledge to Profit. We've talked with as I said, more than 100 successful entrepreneurs and really distilled what we learned down to just a few key, what we're calling secrets, so that if you can master those secrets, uh, you, you can certainly be successful, really almost unstoppable in your business. Well, you know, I love what we're doing with this project, Michael, because when you take the information that you're given, whether it's your clients, whether it's your prospects, the people that you're talking to, you really do see trends, you see patterns. And I think so often as entrepreneurs, we get so busy in the day-to-day business that we forget about working on the business. And I think it's important to take a step back and look at what those patterns and trends are because you really do see a need, just like we did with all those interviews that we did, we really saw some trends emerging. And that was really the foundation for creating this book. And I love that you really followed what we do with Turn Knowledge to Profit and really leveraged the done for you model 
because I think that's so important for entrepreneurs to really look at the system and the process for how they're creating and doing what they do. So I'm excited that you're going to be sharing that also with people in the near future too. I love that we're looking um, inside the book in these conversations that we've been having recently to give people an idea, a preview of the six secrets and share some of the stories from the conversations we've had because I know we've learned so much and I was just sharing with you recently that as I was reading one of the chapters and going back through the, the content as we're getting ready to finalize it and send it off for final publication, I had a light bulb moment. Do you remember when I, I yep, shared that with you? I do remember that. And I know the content and I know the material, but oftentimes when you read it at just the right time, it actually cracked a big nut for me and it was very eye-opening. And that's why I'm excited to get this in the hand of our listeners and entrepreneurs out there to really, there's so much they can learn. Yeah, absolutely. And this is really the key is that there are these strategies that really distinguish successful entrepreneurs from everybody else. Uh, I was quite taken when we went back through all of those interviews that we had done. It's so interesting because they have such diverse backgrounds. They, you know, we've talked with people in marketing, in sales, business coaching in general, uh, life coaching, uh, health and nutrition, really just all over the map. And you would think they would each stay within their niche or really have their own way of doing things. And, and certainly they all do have a unique way of approaching their business. As entrepreneurs, they, they bring a lot of themselves to their business. But it turns out that they really all sort of follow at least some of these six. And um, it, it just we found it really, really interesting. So I'm excited about talking today about um, you know vision and opportunity. Um, and, and really getting into that part of the book. Well, I think having a really clear vision of what you want for your business, the direction you're going in, really helps entrepreneurs know when opportunities are put in front of them. Does it fit? Is it on target? Because one of the biggest challenges people have is they're going in a lot of different directions. And I think it's really important to know if it you should veer off and go in that direction, or if you need to say, that's a great idea, let me pause it, let me put it on hold. And I know that um, it having that clarity really helps you know what to do next. And that's huge when you're trying to build and grow a business. Well, it really is. And, and that was one of the things that really distinguished what we found were these successful entrepreneurs. First off, that they saw opportunity everywhere where some people would see barriers or roadblocks or, or get stopped or get overwhelmed or whatever, whatever the issue might be, the successful entrepreneurs actually saw opportunity. And that was sort of the first key. The second was that they didn't just go after every opportunity that they were presented with. They had some way to maintain focus, to stay going towards some goal. And that was really their vision, having a very, very clear vision of where they wanted the business to go. And and both of those things were important and they're really very closely related. So, you know, if you look at entrepreneurs, we really have an advantage over larger companies. Uh, large companies a lot of times are likened to cruise ships. They're these big, giant, ships. And if they want to change direction, they have to start thinking about it two, three miles ahead of where they actually want to change. And they start to crank the wheel over and the rudder turns and they slowly kind of move in that direction. And eventually they do get turned, but it takes a while. Whereas with entrepreneurs, we're, to follow that analogy, we're more like speedboats. So if we decide to turn, we turn. And we don't have to plan that far ahead. We can basically be presented with an opportunity, think it's a great idea and move on it. And that really gives us a, an advantage over bigger companies. The, the downside of that is, and there always seems to be a downside, the downside is that you have to stay focused and not get distracted. 
because there are a lot of opportunities coming with at you all the time. And it's really easy. In fact, I know that you and I have met people that at, at various networking functions who, you know, every time you meet them, you never know what they're going to be doing because they're always off on some new thing. They have some new idea, some new uh, product line, some new direction, some new target market. They're, they're all over the map. And, and that doesn't serve them well because they don't establish um, an expertise in a particular niche and they don't go out and exploit that niche and really serve that niche. They're they're all over the place. And so so you really have to stay focused. It's almost like uh, I always liken it to that movie Up that was recently out. And there was a in the movie, there was a character named Doug. He was a dog. And the thing about Doug was that no matter what he did what he, or what he was doing, uh, he would almost invariably see a squirrel out of the side of his eye or out of the corner of his eye. And every time he saw a squirrel, he got distracted, just like real dogs do. And so you don't want to be like that as an entrepreneur where it's constantly squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. And you're, you're going in all sorts of different directions. Uh, and that's really where the vision comes in. That's really where that vision is there to keep you focused, keep you moving forward towards a very clear uh, target. It's, it really separates the distractions from the opportunities. It really gives you the, the, a way to very quickly decide, do I want to pursue that opportunity or do I want to let it go, ignore it, leave it for somebody else? Yeah, and, and table it. I know that um, I've really been spending a lot of time looking at all of the things that I'm doing and you know, I'm really busy and I'm working on a lot of things that I believe are high value. But when I took a step back, which I think is really important for people, I had 43 different things. I just did a brain dump of all the things that I was working on and wanted to do. And, you know, when you look at them that way, you can say, okay, these ones are much higher priority. But what happens when we're working on so many different things is we don't accomplish anything and i think it's important and that was one of the things that our conversations with our entrepreneurs really pointed out is that you need to be very strategic about what you're focusing your time on now it doesn't mean the other things aren't important but it does mean that maybe they're not important right now what are the big things that are going to give you you know go back to the 80 20 rule the big the things that you can spend you know that very focused amount of time on but have 80 percent of the impact Versus I think oftentimes we do the things that are easy to do and the things we can do because we are just really good at it and don't think about it, but they don't have the big impact. So I think that's one of the things that we really got from our conversations or that I took away. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the, this that's a great example. And I've had that same issue as well over the years. And, and in fact, in just in working on this book, and that's the, the beauty of vision is it really can be very macro in terms of your entire business. What do you want your business to look like in five or 10 years? But it can also be just a project. So when I was working on this book, um, I had lots of ideas. Mm -hmm. And believe me, when you tell somebody you're writing a book, they also have lots of ideas for you. <laughs> Invariably, there's lots of ideas. And and you ha you know if I had not had that vision for what we wanted to do in this book and been very clear about it, uh, it would have been difficult. It would have been more difficult than it was. Um, uh, you know because because I had that vision, I was always able to, or to go back with you and say, okay, here's this idea. Is it going to impact who buys the book? Is it going to impact how they? implement what we're providing them? Is it going to make it better for them or better for us? Mm -hmm. And in a lot of cases, what we found was that it was a great idea. I'd love to put it in the book, but you know what? It really didn't enhance the content of, of or, or the ability of people to implement it. It didn't it wasn't going to affect sales at all. So nice to have, but not something that's essential. And I think that goes all the way back to my early days uh, in Silicon Valley when I worked at uh, a Silicon Valley startup. And in in the software business, there are always enhancements you can make to every single project. And you have to step back and say, 
is this going to impact the user experience? Is this going to be something that I have to put in here? Or is it just nice to have it mm -hmm. there? Or is it kind of a cool idea or a cool feature, but it really doesn't impact who's going to buy it, what they're going to get out of it, or how they're going to use it? And and those are the kinds of decisions you have to make. And, I, and the same thing is true for your business at, at a macro scale. If you have a very clear vision of where you want that business to be three years from now, or where you even want to be at the end of this year, whatever your vision horizon is, you can then look at opportunities that come to you and say, okay, does that actually move me t closer to my vision or farther away from my vision? And if it's farther away, it may not be a bad idea. It's maybe, as you said, something you want to shelve or, or defer or whatever, uh, not just ignore it, but it might not be something that you need to implement right now. No, I absolutely agree. And I think it's really important to have your deadlines and your timelines because I'm sitting here as we're having this conversation and looking at your um, whiteboard with post-its, which I know you use all the time. It's one of, and you know, I've got, got one in my office that I use to really keep track of what's important. And I think it's by having that, you know, we had some things that we said we'd love to add if time allows. And in a couple of cases, we were ahead of schedule and deadline and they got added in other cases, you know, it's a nice to have, but not a need to have. And, you know, to be able to do that and really kind of put that in some structure, it helped move the project forward. It helped stay on, on deadlines. And I think so often we're trying to hit a target, but we really aren't clear about what that target is. And by outlining it and knowing what pieces go together and how it all feeds to the next step and what's other critical points, I think is so important. And again, that's being really clear on your vision and what you're doing. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I think another way to look at it is, is that, you know, we're exposed to lots and lots of information every day. In fact, one study uh, found that the average American is exposed to 35 gigabytes of information each day. And that's, that's a lot. So what does your brain do with all that information? Well, it doesn't take it all in. Basically, um, what it does is it ignores the stuff that it thinks is irrelevant. So um, it, it just says, well, it, it sees everything, but anything that's not relevant to what you're thinking about, what you're working on, what you're focused on, it just ignores. So I mean, maybe you've had that experience where you've bought a car or you've bought uh, an outfit or you bought a pair of shoes, whatever it might be, and you think it's so unique and different. And then as soon as you have it, all of a sudden you realize that you see that car everywhere on the road or you see everybody wearing that color shoes or you see everyone in that suit, whatever it might be. So. Um, it's not that they weren't there before. It's just that your brain ignored it because it was irrelevant. Well, now that you have one, now your brain sees it as all of a sudden relevant. And so now it notices all of those other occurrences. And that's really sort of the basis behind the law of attraction that, that people were so excited about a, while, a few years ago. Um, it's not really so much that you attract what you focus on. It's really more that you see what you focus on you notice what you focus on. And, and in a way that attracts it to you. So um, by having a very clear vision and really thinking about where you want your business to be, you, you really kind of attract that opportunity. You really sort of notice or see that opportunity when it's presented because you know where you wanna go. Uh, no, I, I agree. And I do think that um, by being really clear and really focused, um, you are aware of those opportunities and things do come your way. Although things have been there before, you just weren't aware of it. But I think it also gets you really clear in your languaging and your conversation, which also helps other people be aware of what you're looking for and helps more opportunities show up. Uh, I wanna continue this conversation, Michael, but and we need to take a real quick break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about leveraging opportunities and how they impact your success and continue the conversation about vision and attracting opportunity. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. 
This is Johnny L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? <laughs> I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million-dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven-module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand, and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Today, in our success interview, Michael and I are talking about the upcoming book, Turn Knowledge to Profit, The Six Secrets of Successful Speakers, Coaches, and Authors. We're really excited about this project that Michael has been working on. And in today's episode, we're talking about Vision Attracts Opportunity. If you missed the first half of our conversation, you absolutely want to go back because it really talks about what you focus on, you bring on, and it, you really attract what you focus on and getting clarity. And we shared a little bit of information on how you can do that. In the second half of our conversation, I'd love to shift the conversation a little bit, Michael, and talk about leveraging opportunities and how their key to success. And I know you and I have had a number of conversations about um, organic business growth and how to put everything together and get it to flow. You've got to have a direction, but you've also got to make adjustments. So how do you balance all that? Yeah, well, that's a, it's a good question. And, you know, it should go without saying that if you don't take advantage of opportunities and you don't do something with them, they really are worthless. I mean, they really aren't anything to you. So, so the key is really leveraging the opportunities that you're given. Uh, you know, in the, as you said, in the first segment, we, we talked about just the abundance of opportunity that's out there. But you have to do something with that opportunity. You have to take advantage of it. You have to leverage it. And again, that's where a vision can help you. So I, I, I like to think about business growth as organic, really. And what I mean by that is um, if you think of the analogy of a tree. So when you when you plant a tree, you, you have a vision of what it's going to look like when it's fully grown because you've seen other trees that are the same species and you know you've seen what what they look like you know what they you know what an oak tree is going to look like you know what a maple tree is going to look like whatever kind of tree it is you know it's going to look like in general but you really don't know exactly what it's going to look like you don't know where every branch is going to be you don't know where uh the exact span of it you don't know where sometimes roots are going to come up out of the ground you don't know the, the shape of the trunk. I mean, th there are a lot of things that happen to that tree 
during its lifetime that you just can't predict. I mean, the weather changes, the limbs get cut, limbs break off, it gets uh, infections or pests that cause it to lose part of it if its branches. You just don't know what it's going to look like. So it's if you think about that in terms of your business, that's the way I see businesses growing that can take advantage of opportunities. So if you have a vision and you adhere strictly 100% no deviation from that vision, you're not going to allow the business to grow organically. You're not going to be able to take advantage of and leverage really good opportunities that are presented to you. So you want to have that vision out there, say, you know, I know what the oak tree is going to look like, but I'm going to let it be what it wants to be. I'm going to, I'm going to help it by trimming it every year, or I'm going to, you know, shape it or those kinds of things. But, but I want it to be what it wants to be. You want your business to be what it wants to be. So you may be presented with opportunities that, um, when you started the business, you never even thought of, you never knew existed. And that's fine. You know, so, so do they get you closer to your vision? If they do, let then go with those. Um, that's really the flexibility you need to have. And, and it's really important for entrepreneurs to have that flexibility. Again, if you go back to big companies, they don't have that flexibility. They're sort of stuck in their niche and they have a lot of momentum in that niche. They've spent the millions and millions of dollars establishing themselves in that niche and with that customer base and to change is very, very difficult for them. But for the entrepreneur, you have the opportunity to really let your business sort of grow as it wants to grow, helping it along the way. I, I agree with that. And I think there's some really unique opportunities to plug into your network to help you get information, validate information, test things, um, run pilots. I think that oftentimes we do have that idea of what it's supposed to be. And I can give you an example. You know, I was working on a project and I had it all um, figured out in my head exactly what it was going to look like, exactly how it was going to go, exactly how all the pieces fit together. And then when I presented it to some people whose opinion I really trust, they said, that sounds great, but, and they had a ton of questions and they were great questions and they really helped enhance the product, but they were things I didn't think of. And I think so oftentimes as entrepreneurs, we tend to try to do things in isolation. Mm. And I know for you and I, we leverage eWomen Network so much to get that validation, to check things. And we've gotten great feedback, collaborations, partnerships, um, and support from the community. And I think that's really important to find your tribe find the people that you really think are the ones who you can trust, who you can get really good information from, because I think they help you get more clarity on your vision and you can get great feedback. You can have the best product and program in the world, but if it doesn't fit what the audience needs, then it's of no value. So, Make sure that, and that's one of the things you and I always talk about, is make sure you're validating it along the road. Don't sit in your office in isolation and create this kingdom and, you know, there's no one there to be part of it. So find your tribe. Right. Yeah, I think that's a great, great suggestion. And it's always important to get other opinions and, and really um, try out your ideas, try out things that you think might work for you you know are there different opinions do they do see, different people see it differently and you know and do they see it as part of what they conceive your business as so a lot of times we'll ask hey we're thinking of going into this product do you we ask someone else do you see that fitting with what your vision of our business is from what we've told you and sometimes they do and sometimes they don't you know sometimes they'll look at it and go oh i don't well, that seems like a different direction for you. 
Or sometimes they've come back and said, oh, yeah, that's like totally in alignment with exactly what you do. It's it's a perfect extension. So it's it's important to get that that other feedback outside of your office. I think it's so important what you said, which is that entrepreneurs like us, especially speakers, coaches and authors tend to work in isolation. We tend to be in our office a lot of times at home in our mm -hmm. office. And uh, I don't know about you, but I've had like unbelievably great ideas in my office that once I step outside of my office are the worst idea ever. You know, but it was great when it was inside my head, inside my office. And so I think it's important to, to, to always go out and get that other opinion to validate what you're doing and, and make sure it really does fit with your vision, fit with where your business is going. Well, and I think opportunities to model what you do also help people get clarity on what you do. I know with, with the book project and with you working with all of the um, contributing authors, you used our done for you model and it gave people a really good idea of how that works and the value of that and how much time it can save them. Now, that wasn't the intent of putting together the book, but it was kind of one of those um, unintended benefits and but it was a great opportunity. So I think that looking for opportunities to share what you do and for people to experience it are really important. Um, yeah, and I, and I think the, the book, not to go back to the book again, but I think that it's a great example of um, taking advantage of and leveraging something that wasn't even part of our vision to begin with. When we founded the company, I wasn't thinking about it doing a book. I don't think you were thinking about doing a book. It, was, it wasn't on the horizon, but the opportunity was presented and we again looked at towards our vision how does it fit in and that was something we decided to take on so i think you can always look at that and and part of that is driven by change and change outside of the business so so that's something the entrepreneur always has to be uh, open to as well or aware of and that's again where the vision comes in because as you grow your business there are going to be changes in the economy changes in your industry in technology, all of those are going to require you as a business owner to uh, change your approach or or modify or leverage opportunities that you have. And again, going back to what we something we said early on, which is that the, the really successful entrepreneurs see those changes as opportunities, not as roadblocks. So they don't see it as, oh, my gosh, the technology changed, now my product is obsolete. They see it as an opportunity to now leverage that new technology, that, that new way of doing things. And I think that's an important way. We're gonna talk about mindset in a later episode, but it's an important mindset to have that you're always out there looking for opportunities. You're always validating those opportunities against your vision, and then you're ready to leverage those uh, where you can so that you, your business can grow in the direction you want it to, but you can also embrace those changes and, and uh, really take advantage of those. I mean, let, in 2004, for example, no one was prepared for the economic collapse. Well, you know, if you, if you were a real estate investor, you needed to change your model or you're going to go out of business. Um, I think one of the examples we use in the book is when you and I were back in college um, many moons ago. Um, we worked at, uh, in fact, you managed and I worked at a toy store in town and it was, you know, a really successful toy store until the big box toy store moved into the mall down the road. And he had to either do one of two things, either go out of business or change his model. Well, he chose to change his model, to change his vision. And and then was very successful for a number of years after that. We left town, I'm not really sure what happened, but but basically he was able to continue on with his business in a different niche, serving a different market. And so that's, but again, it's you have to have a vision in order to change it. It's, it sounds kind of strange, but in order, you know, if you don't have a vision, then you don't really know where you're going. I, I always go back to that um, that line from Alice in Wonderland, which is when Alice meets the Cheshire Cat and she says, which direction should I go? And 
the Cheshire cat asks her, well, where do you where do you want to end up? And she says, well, it really doesn't matter. And then so the cat says, well, it doesn't matter what road you take then. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of, you know, if if you're just sort of wandering with your business, then it doesn't really matter what you do because you're going to who knows where you're going to end up. But again, if you have that vision and then things happen, the big box retailer moves in and takes a lot of your business away. You can look at your vision and say, "Okay, well, that's not going to work anymore. How am I going to modify that vision now? So it still stays true to who I am or what I want to do, but maybe serves a different niche or has a different advantage or goes about it in a different way or really helps in a different way that that my competitors are not helping in. No, that's so true. And I think it's really important to make sure that you've got the clarity because that really helps you know which direction to take. And what I can tell you is what got you here isn't going to get you to the next level in your business. So you do have to grow, to change, evolve. But having that clear vision will help you attract those right opportunities. And I think it's essential to your success as an entrepreneur, having that, you know, that idea of what you want it to be, but also having that flexibility to be able to expand your vision, modify your vision, and really use it as a guide. So when opportunities are presented, you know what to do, you know where to go. So let me ask you, Michael, how can people learn more about the book and everything everything that has been identified through all these success secrets? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, you can certainly go to turnknowledgetoprofit.com slash book. Um, it's also on them. If you just go to turnknowledgetoprofit.com, there you'll see a menu item for the book, but you can go straight there by just adding a slash book after that. And that'll give you a, um, a, an outline of the book. And that'll also, um, that'll also um, tell you when it's going to be released. It's coming up next month. And um, you, you can also, uh, enter some information there and we'll remind you when it's coming up and when it's going to be released. So it'll be released in Kindle version first and then in print version after that. Perfect. I'm excited and I invite all of you to stay tuned and we've got two more success secrets to share. You can also go back and listen to previous versions and hear the first three success secrets if you miss them. So go to turnknowledgetoprofit.com for more information and you can also connect with Michael. I want to thank you, Michael, for your time today. We need to take another quick break and when we come back, it's our business builder. So stay tuned. This is John L. McCauley and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting 
creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. As always, I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, we're going to be talking about the options you have for delivering your e-courses. You know, we've been having this conversation with a lot of people lately about how popular e-courses have become. Why do you think that is? Well, they are popular, and they're getting more popular by the day, it seems like. And there's good reasons for that. Um, Really, from the entrepreneur's perspective, they're easy and they're inexpensive to deliver. And if they're designed right, they really deliver a lot of value to a lot of people, uh, and they leverage the entrepreneur's time. And there's also a lot of flexibility in how they're delivered. From the participant's perspective, there's really a lot of value there as well because they're a great learning experience and they can do it from the comfort of their home or their office and really on their own schedule in a lot of cases. You know, I think there's a lot of confusion on the different ways that an e-course can be delivered. And I know we were talking to someone this morning who actually thought it was a lot of work. Can you share with us, Michael, the basic ways that e-courses are actually delivered? Well, sure. There's really three basic ways that you can deliver e-courses. The first one is via email, and that's what I call direct delivery. And that's where content is delivered at regular intervals via an email that includes links to the session files so they have links to the audios or videos or uh, PDF documents or whatever is included in that session. Or sometimes the email will direct um, the participant to a particular page on your website that has all those files on it. So that's the direct delivery method. The second one is the one most people are probably familiar with, that's the webinar delivery. And webinar deliveries, um, they're really, really popular right now. And the content there is delivered usually through a conference call service or in some cases a conference video service, but mostly these are done audio. And it's a conference call and it's regular intervals. So it's scheduled, let's say at five o'clock on Monday every Monday for five weeks. And so that's the webinar version, the webinar delivery model. The third one is uh, an online platform delivery model. And this is where you make use of a third party online platform that's specifically set up to to deliver training. So the client logs into the platform with the, the code that you give them and they have all the material there, their audios, videos, documents, whatever it might be, and they can access those at their own pace. And so those are really three different models. Uh, most people are familiar with the webinar delivery model, but there are a lot of folks that are using the other two as well. That's really interesting to talk about the different ways to do it. and. When you're coaching people, I know you talk about the different options and each one has pros and possibly some cons depending on um, what the person is trying to do, then you can help them select the best method. And it's nice to have that evaluation of what's available, what do they cost, and then again, the pros and cons because then someone can make a really good informed decision about what's the best for them. So how does someone select the best delivery method for them? Well, as you said, there's a lot of pros and cons. Each one has some real benefits and each one has some things that it doesn't do so well. So let's talk about each one individually. So if if you go to the direct delivery model, this is the one where you send emails to the, the client or the participant on regular intervals and you deliver all the content that way. Uh, The big advantage is that there's no cost and basically you're just sending them emails so that you don't have to pay for any additional services or anything like that. 
requires really very, very little setup. And once it's set up, it's almost um, requires no time from the entrepreneur because you basically, uh, if you sort of, if you think about it, the person signs up for the course, they are uh, put into the email stream, and then the emails, if you're using a, some type of contact manager, the emails just go out once a week or every other day or whatever the period is that you want to use and they just get delivered automatically. So there's really no additional time that you spend. The downsides are that you really don't have any ability to do anything live and people really like live interaction. They like to be able to ask questions. They like to really interact with you as the expert. And so you can't do that with this method. And um, since participants do it on their own, there's uh, a likelihood that many of them may not complete all the materials because they, they get either tired or they lose interest or whatever the issue might be. But uh, usually when you leave people on their own to do a course, um, they only make it partway through. So that's the downside. Now, as far as the second one, the webinar delivery, um, here the cost can be very minimal or even zero as well. A lot of people use free conference services. I know for our um, our uh, offerings, we use uh, freeconferencehd.com, and it works great. Um, there's every now and then a few technical glitches, but you know, by and large, it works really, really well, and it's free. Uh, requires very little setup, and it can be done live or recorded. So that's a real advantage for the entrepreneur as well as the clients. Um, you can pre-record the sessions, or what most entrepreneurs do is they do the session live, and then they take questions and, and provide answers and discussion at the end of each session. So that's certainly an advantage. Um, on the downside, um, you know, participant materials still have to be sent separately. So if you're going to send worksheets or, or exercises or assignments or whatever it might be, you have to still send those by email. Um, and it's difficult sometimes to monitor who's actually in each session and who's not. And so that's a little bit tricky for, for the entrepreneur. And that sort of the, the big downside of this one is that if you're doing it live, you have to be available at the given time every week to do it or at the given time, whatever the period might be. And so that's a real downside. You have to sort of schedule that into your, your time. The final one, the online delivery platform, um, there's some cost involved with this, so that's a downside. You know, some you can as little as thirty dollars a month, so it's not a lot. It's not a huge amount, but it does go up from there depending on what kind of capabilities you want. But the, the real advantages are that you can track participant progress through each of the the sessions you have. Uh, participants can proceed really at their own pace, and you can make new content available on a, either when the the client needs it or on a, a calendar or however it might be. The downsides are that it does require a little bit of setup and there's that monthly subscription fee I talked about. So you can see that each of them has uh, real good, great benefits, and, but they also have some downsides. And so it's a matter of picking the one that's really right for you and your clients. And I do know from all the research that you've done is none of them are really difficult um, to implement. Now, I don't recommend that people go out and try to figure it all out. That's why you reach out to an expert like Turn Knowledge to Profit or someone who does something, you know, very similar. I think it's important to understand what they're trying to accomplish, what they're trying to do. And you're very familiar with the different e-course delivery models and helping people decide what's best for them and taking their content and getting it uploaded and getting it into the system so that they can start teaching, they can start delivering their message versus trying to understand and learn the technology because that's really what holds people back. We were talking to someone and she just says it's so complicated I don't have the time. When you're working with someone like Turn Knowledge to Profit, it really simplifies the process and saying that you don't have the time really goes away because we're doing the heavy lifting for them. So they just provide the content, we put it together, they start teaching. So they're doing what they're an expert at. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's really an important point is that we are familiar with all those different platforms, the pros and cons, and we can look at your business. We can talk with you and, and talk about your clients and we can give you some recommendations for what would be the best delivery method for you. And if you choose uh, any of those methods, um, we can make those happen really. And uh, the way to look at it is, you know, can you do it on your own? Sure. I mean, it's not that hard. You can do it on your own. But do you really want to spend a lot of your time learning how to use a platform or learning how to the ins and outs of a delivery method when you're only really going to do it once or twice, probably in your lifetime? You're going to create a few courses and that's it. Well, we do courses day in and day out. So for us to if let's say you use the online uh, delivery platform, um, for us to know the ins and outs of a product like teachable.com or thinkific.com or one of those, uh, it's easy for us, but it would take a little bit of your time to learn how to do it, to upload one course, two courses, maybe three courses in your entire lifetime. So it, it just makes sense to have somebody else do it for you. Absolutely. So I challenge all of our listeners, if you've been thinking about de developing an e-course Let's connect. Let's have a conversation and see how we can support you. And if that's not what you're looking for, we can at least give you some ideas and suggestions on how to get started. But I think you'll find it's very economical and you can have your course up in as little as four to five weeks and actually be teaching and making money delivering your message, which is what it's all about, making that bigger impact. Connect with us at Turn Knowledge to Profit on Facebook. Visit our webpage at turnknowledgetoprofit.com. And if you'd like to set up a conversation, email michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk, the number two, p.com and let's get going creating your course so you can get your message out there you know this has really been a great conversation i want to thank all of you for joining us today on turn knowledge to profit again i want to remind you to visit our turn knowledge to profit page on facebook and share your questions your insights and your ahas and also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit if you have an idea for a future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.